Hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Welcome to Off the Bench with Heidi St. John. Today is Monday, August 3rd. This is episode number 971. And I've got a friend with me on the show today. My friend Connie Albers is here. And I had the opportunity to record with her from her studio in Orlando, where she and her husband live on a lake. It's beautiful. I'm not going to lie. And we're going to talk today about how you can starve the fear right out of your life. God didn't give you a spirit of fear, power, love, and a sound mind. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right, so today, you guys, we're going to answer some questions from listeners. Uh, My friend Connie Albers is back on the show with me today. Uh, I wanted to say thanks for everybody who's been coming out to see me as we've traveled this nation. Uh, I love this nation. I love our country, and uh, my heart has just been burdened and even broken at times by the brokenness and the fear that I see all around me, and it's encouraging to hang out with people who both love the Lord and have the indwelling power of His Holy Spirit and are willing to take a moment, step back, and examine what's happening around them from a perspective of a sound mind, which is what God says he wants us to have. So I've got a question from a listener that Connie and I are going to kibitz about today, and we're going to learn how to uh, address these things together and stay away from the spirit of division, which is what Satan is doing so well in the culture right now and so well in the church. And so I'm really thrilled to be back with Connie. Connie, thank you so much for coming back on the show. Hey, Heidi, it's good to be with you. I love talking about starving the fear because we are one scared nation right now. You are not. Not wrong. And why are we scared? I mean, I, I look around and I think, you know, we, if you'd have told me, I mean, you and I were talking about this the other day, but if you would have told me if, a few years ago that our our country, that my speaking season was going to be completely obliterated because of a virus with a 99.8% yeah. survival rate, I'd have laughed at you. Right. I mean, just five months ago, what, you know, in February, March, stocks were up, home prices were up, unemployment was low, lowest it's ever been. All these records, people were making money, enjoying life, planning their futures, and then, bam, life changed. Yeah, yeah. And it's been, it's had a, a, frankly, it's had a devastating impact on not just the homeschool community. You and I have a lot of friends that make a living out on the road. Yeah. And I think people don't think about that. You know, we, we made a huge mistake in calling people essential. Like, oh, the guy at Walmart's essential, but this guy who travels for a living, he's not essential. And I told my kids, I mean, I bought it for a minute. I was like, okay, I get it. You know, grocery store workers, essential, hospital. We are all essential. Yeah. Every single person listening to this is essential. If you're listening in California right now and you're a hairdresser and Governor Newsom just told you that you can't support your family because you're not essential, I'm going to encourage you right now towards civil disobedience. You can go ahead and start cutting hair in your house. I would. I'd be on Facebook going, hey, my house is open. Yeah. You know, they won't let me go to my place of business, so I'm going to just do it from my home. Every single person is essential. We're what's making the economy run. Right. And so we've watched this. And right sort of, now it's not running. It isn't. I yeah. mean, you and I talked about this on Friday. Mm-hmm. Orlando's a ghost town. Mm-hmm. Orlando's a tour. You guys live off of tourism here. And they're not here. No, yeah. they're not. You know, it's interesting. Most people have asked us, hey, how you doing? Because, you know, you have seven kids. I have five kids. Mine are all grown and three are married. And, you know, people are saying, so how are you guys doing? How are you guys doing? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, when this thing hit, seven out of 10 of us went from full-time employment to nothing. Yep. That's a significant impact. And you you may not be impacted that much. You, your impact may be in trying to hold on to your job, or maybe your job is just kind of coming back. Or like this lady at the restaurant we met the other day, Heidi, she was she was just she was our, our server. Yep. And she basically said, Hey, I'm just doing whatever I can. I'm making about forty 
10% of what she was making. Yeah. Everything yeah. has slowed it down. But why are we afraid? We're afraid of what other people are going to think of us. Yep. We're afraid initially because of all the confusion. Well, we're out of the confusion. We have to tell ourselves the truth. And Heidi, like you often say, we need a William Wallace. We do. And you're out there. You're pounding the pavement. You know, all of us are out there in some capacity. Whatever assignment God has given us, we're trying to fulfill that. And when I talked to parents, we did a pop-up with you the other day. And yeah. there were 18 women, 18 yep. women that just showed up within 24 hours. I mean, they didn't have a lot of notice and mm-hmm. something that you don't ni- normally publish ahead of time for mm-hmm. safety reasons. Yep. And, you know, we just listened to these folks, Heidi, and, and I just saw it in their eyes. One woman, when we talked about getting off of the bench and getting onto the battlefield and stop conforming yes, to the stop. nonsense, know the truth, every single one of them. We're in that exact same place. Mm-hmm. They don't know what to do, mm-hmm. Heidi. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to stop the merry-go-round and get mm-hmm. off because mm-hmm. it's spinning. They're afraid they're going to lose their job. You know, some of them are afraid they're going to have their kids taken away. Oh, yeah. You know, we see that. You talk about different things that are happening out in Washington mm-hmm. and Portland area. Mm-hmm. People people see the persecution. Yeah. And there was it, a dad going who to be lost real. his child in Canada two weeks ago because he called COVID a scamdemic which is what I've been calling it for five yeah. months, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and the, the fear is, the fear is real. I want to read a question to you, Connie, and just okay. see what you think about this. So this came in from a listener and she said, hi, Heidi, thank you for being a courageous leader in these crazy times. Maybe you've addressed this, but our church has just issued a polite mask mandate in response to in the Indiana governor's, um, recent mask mandate that he promptly recanted uh, the criminal penalties of within 48 hours of the attorney general calling him out. So they, they initially had criminal penalties for this and the AG in Indiana was like, no, now you've crossed the line. So essentially it is an unenforced mandate with a strong encouragement for the people of Indiana to follow. So we don't get shut down again. Anyway, crazy to me that governors can shut their states down. Whatever. Now we've learned well, the importance of governors. Yes. Governors and city councilmen. I know a lot mm-hmm. of people didn't know the name of the governor of Washington state. They know it now. <laughs> His name is Emperor Inslee, right? And I know I know uh, Gretchen Whitmer. Uh, mm-hmm. I know all kinds of governor's names now because these people are tyrants. It's terrible. She says, however, our church has issued now a mandate as a basis for wearing masks in church starting next week, coming into the building while conversing, but we can remove them while seated. This is so dumb. Mm. This is just ridiculous. This is what they do at the, at the restaurants. Rona's not going to get you while you walk in. I mean, Rona will get you when you <laughs> walk get, in. Yeah. But then when you sit down, the runner doesn't get you mm-hmm. anymore. It's just, You're there's fine. no sense. It's ridiculous at all. Mm-hmm. She says, um, the kicker was that they use Philippians three, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit as they're pushed for wearing masks. I am on the worship team at church and actually lead the services one to two times a month. The new mask requirement puts you in a hard spot. I don't plan to put that symbol of fear and lies on my face, but if I don't wear it, I'll be considered selfish and vainly conceited according to their uh, convoluted um, uh, interpretation of the scripture. And who wants a selfish and vainly conceited person leading them in worship? I've been gathering my thoughts to write a letter to our pastor, but I want to do it in a loving and respectful way. What do I do in this situation? Well, you got to speak the truth. I mean, we can't let the word of God be twisted to fit a narrative. It is not that when you say you're not going to wear a mask, we're not saying we want people to get sick. We want people to die. We don't care about you. You know, we see if masks were so important, here's my thought, Heidi, then they would tell us exactly what mask to wear. But people wear little beaded masks. They wear little fabrics or gaiters or they'll wear the gas mask. And there's like, (sighs) yeah, right, right. (laughs) 
It's true. Or they wear the mask with the little vents so that you can't make them sick, but then when they exhale, it's going out of that's their right. mask. So there's just, we're not being told the truth. So as that's a sweet, perfect question that she asked. We have to get behind our pastors and encourage them and exhort them in truth. Yes. Yeah. And, and truth is what's in the crosshairs. Sit, we cannot sit and just be silent, which mm-hmm. is what's happening. We are told just follow authority. These are the people we put it. And I'm not saying we don't follow authority because that would be like the rioters and the protesters that we see in Portland and mm-hmm. Seattle. That's mm-hmm. not what we're saying. Mm-hmm. We're saying we elected you to, to represent us. Mm-hmm. And we're and not being representing them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's very easy for people when we think about starving the fear. It's easy mm-hmm. for people to be told to sit down and shut up because if they can lose their job, which we see and people have, I mean, people, notable people have been fired from their job from wearing the wrong t-shirt. Yes. Or if they have a gator that misrepresents something, but Heidi, you're wearing like, you'll wear your MAGA hat. I I Mm -hmm. have one Mm -hmm. and we get afraid because we may be uh, blindsided and not told. Mm-hmm. We may be beat up. And, mm-hmm. and, and those are legitimate fears, mm-hmm. especially you know, if you're a mom. Mm-hmm. You're thinking, how do I teach my children to respect authority? We, we are told to do that, to obey authority. Mm-hmm. But what do you do when the authority is mis- is abusing their power? Yes. And that's what we see, gross yeah. abuse of power. Yes. We see people, it's easy when you are being paid a salary, when you are exempt mm-hmm. from all these mass policies like the mayor of D.C. did, uh, exempted government yeah, workers. Yeah, that was amazing yeah. to me. That was absolutely Judges. amazing. Yeah, the yeah the way for those of you who aren't familiar with what Connie's talking about, just about a week and a half ago, the mayor of uh, Washington D.C. basically came out and said that there's a new mask mandate, and it was a terrible fine, a thousand dollar fine if she catches you outside without a mask. Mm-hmm. But if you're a judge, or if you're a federal employee, or if you're a legislator, you're exempt. Because exactly. I guess the Rona doesn't get those people. They have access to something you and I don't they have must. access to. I'll tell you what. Yeah, they have access to power. Yeah, they have access that's to power. That's what it is. And so when you see this gross misuse of power, because that's what you're talking about, I'm, I've been telling people lately, if you've never read Bonhoeffer, mm-hmm. uh, run, don't walk. And there's a great Netflix series on him. Oh, I'm it's telling worth you. It. You got your you, home anyway. Right. If it's interesting, if you read Bonhoeffer and he he talks about what the church did in twisting scripture all the way up to the Jews being herded onto cattle cars, you know, uh, live at peace, all of these things, you know, you don't you don't want to be known for uh, for vain conceit, whatever. It's not conceited to not want your your uh, country to go down the toilet. It's not conceited for you not to want to have other people around you living in fear. We're twisting the scriptures. We're we're twisting Romans thirteen when it talks about uh, the government's responsibility in the United States. We are not a democracy, which is basically mob rule. Right. We are a constitutional republic. We answer to the Constitution. We're a government of the people, by the people, for the people, and so we. Appeal. And that's what we're doing. And when the appeals don't work, we must follow our conscience. You know, that listener did a great thing uh, asking a question that like those ladies were all asking, you know, we hear it everywhere. I hear it on my podcast. But you know, this is the thing. We first when we want to respond to people, we're not going to do like we see happening uh, in cities and yep. uh the violence lawlessness yeah we don't want to see Mm -hmm. that we want to pray first we want to ask god to give us a spirit of wisdom and discernment we want to think about the words that we say that they land in a tender place which means we're not going to go overreact we're not going to start wagging our finger in their face and yelling at them and calling them a coward and calling them all these other things and just say you're you're this you're that in her case you know if you want to really approach somebody and shape and change their mindset 
and really make make an impact, you have to be thinking about, are those words going to land in a place that they can actually wrestle with and come to a conclusion with? That's the goal. We want people to be uh, aware, informed, so they can make the right decisions. So we don't want to shame them. You don't want to shame your 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 um, pastor, not not publicly, but just go to him privately. Take somebody with you. That's very important. And then you don't want to um, accuse them of being a certain way because immediately their defenses go up. You know mm-hmm. what happens. Mm-hmm. You also want to say, these are the facts. Know your facts. Do your research. You know, Heidi, you and I, we're always, we're, we're on, a, I don't even know how many different sites. We're not getting our news from Facebook. No. We go to legitimate sites. We get facts and figures like these doctors. And then you share the truth. You share it in love. And then you ask them, and I always say this, so, you know, if you're listening, write this down. I always say, when I'm trying to get somebody to think about something, I'll say, I invite you to consider this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're well, not shoving you're, it down their throat. You're, you're not saying, demeaning them. Look at this and ask questions. If you go, so yeah. we, you and I both have opportunities to do this, right? You want to go to people and there, are, there is a time for hard words. There is a time for harsh words. You're not going to see me. I have, I, yeah. I don't tiptoe around this thing anymore because yeah. I'm watching a devastating thing happen to our country. And so I believe the time for us to be like, oh, okay, you do you is over. It is over. And honestly, and I, I have, um, I've been on my Facebook page and in public for quite a while now telling pastors, do not conform to this. Wake up. What is a really good way to do it is to just ask questions. Just say, why are we doing this for a virus with a 99.8% survival rate? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. But see, that's not, you're not putting somebody on the defense. You're not telling them you're being an idiot. You're just a sheep. You're, you're not saying that. You're getting them to think logically about something they have believed and why have they believed it. Well, because mm-hmm. propaganda, messaging matters. It does. And they have constructed... They mean the media. Yeah, the media uh, has constructed these talking points. I call them sticky notes, sticky statements, and they resonate with us and they sound good and they feel good because we don't want our children to get sick. Stay home, stay safe, alone together, all those things. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, you have children that are young in the home and and you're sitting there thinking, I want to teach my kids to obey authority. I want them to, I want my children to have respect for others. That's a hard thing to do, mm-hmm. but you still can balance that uh, by telling the truth. Like you'll, I'll, I've watched you, Heidi. You, your girls will say something. You'll say something, and your girls will immediately. What does God say? Mm-hmm. You have an answer. Mm-hmm. They have an answer. So if I ask your kids about something, mm-hmm. they are equipped with information, and they're able to give an intelligent answer back. So you know, there's like multiple sides to starving the fear. We have to starve our fear so we can teach our kids. Yes, you know, oh my if our goodness. kids, if our kids see us wringing our hands, yelling and screaming at the television, huddling in our closets, yep. uh, never leaving. Yep. Then- or if they see you yell and scream at the television. I, th- I think the occasional yelling and screaming is okay, but you can't live in that place. Well, I, like, I just, you know, the yeah. new thing that comes out, I think what happens is the visceral reaction. Yes. I, I think you, there's, I don't know that there's a whole lot you can do about that, right? The visceral action. But what you're saying is we cannot live in that place. We can't live in this place of constantly, you know, it's 24 hour is a 24 hour news. Cycle. Turn off the television. Oh my goodness. Don't, yeah. I, you know, I will say this, you know, we talk about starve the fear. There's really two points. You've got to starve the fear within yourself. But you've also got to starve the fear within your kids because yeah. their whole lives have been mm-hmm. disrupted and yep. they're afraid. They don't know what their future looks yeah, like. Yeah. And you it's know, it's a rotten you time to be either. 10 years old. <laughs> It's a rotten time to be 10 years old. We were they talking can't. about this with Sailor because I'm at your house right now, yeah, yeah. right? 
and our kids have been out on the road with us and, and my, I've got my 17 year old be my 15 and they don't care so much Yeah. Um, but that I'm not going to Disney world, which I would not do. I won't darken the door at Disney world. <laughs> I'm right here. I'm in the Disney world's backyard and they are so Nazi like about the mask thing. Yeah. I've heard, I'm just hearing horror stories come out of Disney. Uh, Disney Springs is a ghost town. It's just craziness. Mm-hmm. And my 15 year old, my 17 year old in, intrinsically understand that. My nine-year-old, however, you, you've been you know around Sailor. Can we go swimming? Can we go to the park? Can we go to Disney? And it's just a rotten time to be a nine-year-old. Yeah. So we came to your house and we just let her swim mm-hmm. for days and days. And then last night we went to the park and we were swinging in the park at you know, nine o'clock at night. And just watching nature and doing those things. I think part of how we starve the fear is we live our lives as normally as possible, right? Let your nine-year-old be nine. If yes. you can't go to Disney World... Uh, you can say, hey, let's make cookies. Hey, let's watch a movie. Hey, let's do, you know, whatever. And you guys have been really great to just let them be kids uh, while they've been here and get a break yeah. from the craziness mm-hmm. around us. You know, and our kids are going to be afraid. I, I've, I've talked to probably thousands of kids who didn't have their graduation, Oh yeah, who didn't have their college graduation. They don't even know if school's starting in a few years. I mean, all of a sudden, if you were homeschooling, this was this wasn't much of a blip, except for it gave you a lot more time to do some fun <laughs> right. projects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. Some of but, us cleaned our houses. Yes, right. So, but however, if your kids were in school on one week and now they're home the next week, and their sport was immediately shut off, and let's say that that child was going into the twelfth grade, and this yeah. was going to be their year to shine, to yeah. shine, or those Olympic kids, Ugh. or not kids, but Olympians. This was their year. They were going to medal. They were going to represent their country. Mm-hmm. And that time has dissipated. It's devastating. Yeah, it yeah. is. But that is why you, as mom and dad, you as a citizen, you cannot allow what is happening to be so disruptive that your family implodes and collapses. You've mm-hmm. got to lean in hard to the Lord. You've got to be in his word. You've got to be feeding your soul because otherwise you're feeding sound bites. Yes. And if you feed that fear, it's going to grow. I promise you it's going to grow. You will be needing some Zantac. You will be needing uh, to be going to a psychologist or psychiatrist because of depression and the anxiety and the worry, because that's what fear leads to. But when you take hold of those thoughts and you take them to Jesus Christ, Listen, there's always, there's always been problems. Mm-hmm. We just haven't had to face many of them as a Christian. No, but this is we are the now. hardest thing. And now, yeah. like you say, Heidi, all the time, you got to get off the bench onto the battlefield. Yeah. And you say that all the time. And, and you're not saying be willy-nilly and, you know, be reckless. You want to be strategic about mm-hmm. it. You want to know where, mm-hmm. where you can have an impact. And if your head is spinning and if you're constantly worried about the next thing and you mm-hmm. can't make a, a sense of right from wrong... God gives you wisdom. Well, think about what happens. I was thinking, you know, you were talking about the fear and starving the fear. How many of us remember uh, losing a child in like in the mall or in a department store, right? I've had seven kids, lots of opportunities to lose kids in the store. (laughs) And I can tell you one of the worst ones I remember is my son, Spencer, who was, he was our wanderer, you know, Spencer, you know, the kid would follow a butterfly into the freeway, right? (laughs) So I, I'm in the store with him and all of a sudden I turn around and he's gone. And And it took me probably, it was the longest 10 minutes of my life to find this kid. But what happened after about two minutes is I literally got tunnel vision. I couldn't think straight anymore. I couldn't think to call my husband. Fear muddles our thinking. It does. And I think that's why the Apostle Paul was saying to Timothy, he was, I mean, they could just see him leaning into Timothy. And he was like, Timothy, dude, come on. Like he was like, buck up, Timothy. God didn't give you spirit of fear, power, love, and a sound mind. Those things come from the Lord. And so you're right. The first way that we starve the fear 
before we get the tunnel vision, Mm -hmm. before we can't think straight anymore, before the world starts. I mean, when I was looking for Spencer, I literally was dizzy. I felt like the the room was spinning. I was so upset. And that adrenaline comes in and we can't think anymore. Oh, once that kicks in, it's the fight or it's the fight or flight mode. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you cannot Yep. rationally know what you need to do next. You don't know where your next step needs to be mm-hmm. taken. And mm-hmm. I, and you and I both believe this. That is not how God leads. That no. is, there's no freedom in that. No, that's right. And, and you have, and when you do not, when you starve that fear, freedom comes. Mm. Now, what does that mean? It means we're pivoting. Does that mean this is the new normal? I reject that. Like right. you said, yeah, I, I loved what you said. I reject that. Mm-hmm. No, this, this isn't the new normal. There will be th- some things that change. Mm-hmm. We really don't know what's going to happen, but if mm-hmm. we just sit down and just say, well, whatever you decide, mm-hmm. okay, I have to have a passport. Now when I go flying, mm-hmm. I'll have to go get a nasal swab before mm-hmm. I can board the plane. I'll never be able to eat again on a plane or mm-hmm. drink. And mm-hmm. if I go and then, you know, one of the things at Disney, which I know this is around the world, but you know, we think, oh, we can get away with the mask by eating or drinking. No, you're not going to be allowed to do that. So mm-hmm. we're at a point, Heidi, where they're seeing it's so easy to say, well, now you can't do this. Mm-hmm. Now you can't where do that. Where does it stop? It won't stop. It won't stop. There's never going to be enough. Mm-hmm. There's always a desire for more power, more need for control. And they want to control every aspect of your life. And I know I'm saying they, but obviously our elected officials yep. are doing this. Yep. And unfortunately, they have the help of some of the medical community. Hold them responsible but in November, guys. Get out exactly and vote, right. for goodness sake. Yeah. And don't be afraid. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to voice your opinion. And don't be afraid to make that subtle little whisper in somebody's ear. Mm-hmm. You know, Heidi, you were speaking to 18. The other day, we were speaking to thousands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those 18 women were able to just open up and be real. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to have your platform of... Your, your kids, equip yep. them with answers. Yep. Your spouse, equip him with answers or her with answers. Your best friends, call them, check on them, reassure them, send them verses, mm-hmm. remind them where their strength That's comes right. from. Their strength doesn't come from within, it comes from the Lord. That's right. And really, the more that we do that as we walk in right relationship with the Lord, we starve the fear starts there. It starts by knowing that I am loved, that God has a plan and a purpose for me. Nothing that's happening right now in the culture is taking the Lord by surprise. And as Christians, we are getting an opportunity to really flex our muscles. We are not used to standing alone. We are not used to standing up for what we believe in. We're used to just being, you know, we we have been uh, conditioned, I think, as believers. I was talking to you a little bit ago, Connie, about this, um, a a documentary that we watch with our kids called American Gospel. Oh, my Mm -hmm. word. Everybody should be watching that. And basically this watered down version of the gospel to where we don't know God's word and we can't defend it. And we don't, we think that following Christ is going to give us a life of ease. But the message of the gospel is exactly the opposite. It's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you something. And we need to be willing to pay the price. So, and you can't, you can't get to that point if you're just living in a place of fear. So get alone with the Lord, you guys be in the word every day. This is why mom strong international is so important. This is why, this is why the churches, when we need them the most, they're yeah. closed. Yeah. Pastors need to open the doors of their churches. I mean, to me, we're long past all of this, you know, like, well, I don't know what, what we should do now to me. It's very, very clear, but this is spiritual in nature. And I know that you agree uh, with that, Connie. And so uh, in the few minutes that we have left, I just want to throw out a couple more points. If you, if you are talking to a mom right now, she knows something's wrong. Her spirit is troubled. She She's not sure how, how can she begin to break free from the fear that she's been living in for the last five months and get her life back. How do we get our lives back? What do you tell her? Where's a place to start? Throw off the blanket of fear. Mm. Throw it off. You're shackled by fear. Unbridle the shackles. 
go to the Lord, meditate, feed on his word, and then use his word. Armor up, Mm -hmm. armor up, put on the shield of take up the shield of faith, put on the armor of God, shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel. God tells us to armor up because he knows there's a battle out there. And now we see it. And now we see it. And we're, we're not just battling for the heart and soul of America's. I honestly believe Heidi, as you do, if America's gone, there's no other country to run to. No, no. America is the last, the last freest nation uh, on the planet. So if there's Heidi, I watched you this weekend when we were talking you're giving your message, you're being bold, and you're saying, hey, you're doing what you're telling other people, you know, to do. You're speaking the truth. You're empowering others. You're sharing God's word. You're saying, get moving. Get get your bearings about you. Mm-hmm. Get your legs. Stand strong on, on the truths that you know. And there was something that happened uh, that you probably don't even ever talk about that. You won't probably ever talk about that much, but you know, you're up there and you're doing what God's told you to do and you're rebuked, you're corrected. You're told to, Hey, sit down, be quiet. Mm -hmm. Don't say all that. You might ruffle some feathers. We Mm -hmm. might lose some viewers. Mm -hmm. Our platforms might be, uh, we, you, you might lose your Facebook platform. You might, you lose your women's groups that, Mm -hmm. uh, you've been nurturing and developing. You cannot live based on popularity. You cannot live based on uh, what you can get out of it, you have got to be pouring in. And when they tell you to sit down and shut up and they tell you to dial it in, mm-hmm. you have to come back with an answer of, I am speaking what God has told me to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. And it comes back to what you were saying earlier, which is it is going to cost us something. Yeah. And we read in Joshua, choose this day who you will serve. We have a decision to make. We are at a moment of decision in this nation. And, and we're, uh, and we've been talking about this for the last couple of weeks here. I think this is our Nineveh moment, right? We saw what God did uh, with Jonah when God told Jonah, go to Nineveh. And Jonah was like, no, 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 those people can just, you know, I don't care. And, and, uh, he ended up in the belly of a whale and we are in the belly of a whale right now. And the church has business to do with God. I think it's interesting that all throughout scripture moments of revival come after season of repentance. And we have been sowing and sowing and sowing, sowing unrighteousness in our churches. We really have been. Uh, Families have forgotten that the father is the head of the home. We see rebelliousness, the feminist movement, for goodness sake, patriarchy, which is the feminist movement on the men's side of this whole thing. And God is not, God is not in those things. Right. And so we have to come back. Where, where is the God, you know, God turn the hearts of the parents back to their children. Lord, help us to be uh, where, you know, focus on our children. Lord, help us to be the men and women you want us to be inside our homes first. And then out of an overflow of what God does in your home, out of right relationship with the Lord, then we pour into the in, into the community around us. And so, Lord, we just come before you right now and we ask you for help. Lord, we need your help. Father, I pray I come against a spirit of fear right now in the name of Jesus. We recognize that fear is a spirit. And it's not from you. And so, Lord, I pray that you give us wisdom. I pray that you show us what courage looks like. Father, we come against the spirit of conformity. Your word says that you that we are not to conform anymore to this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And we know this is a, a battle that's being fought in our minds. And so, Lord, free our hearts and our minds so that we can hear from your spirit and not from men around us who would take us down a road that is, uh, that is the antithesis of freedom. Your word says where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. And so we ask for that today, Lord. I pray for every mom who's listening to this right now, who is uh, struggling because of fear, because she's got young children. Lord, show her what show her what you want her to do. 
Give her peace, Lord. I pray that you give strength in the marriages, Lord. Strengthen those people who are brand new at homeschooling or like, oh my goodness, what am I even going to do? Lord, show them by the power of your spirit they can do all things because you're going to give them strength. That strength and wisdom that comes from you. And so we love you, Lord. We thank you for what you're doing. And we pray that we would live to see uh, revival in this nation, Father. Bring our hearts back to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Connie Albers, you are a just a treasure to me. And you are also a treasure to thousands and thousands of people get to hear you every year speaking. You've written a book, Parenting Beyond the Rules. Where can listeners find you? You can find me at ConnieAlbers.com. I also have my podcast, Equipped to Be with Connie Albers. I loved uh, doing that and being with people and having them fold their laundry and listen and get some nuggets. I just got to go on your show. That yeah. was a pretty That was a pretty good discussion, that if was I do a, say so yes. myself. That hey, y'all will be in for a treat. So come over and check that out. Heidi just does what Heidi does well, and that is speak the truth and speak it in love, but speak it boldly, and I love it. Um, I'm also on social media. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram, Connie Albers. Uh, so, yeah, I love connecting with people, and I love equipping people to know the assignment God's given them. And get up every morning with confidence to know that they can do what he has called them to do. Mm, that's right. And it doesn't change in a pandemic. God still wants to equip you. Exactly. So, Connie, you are a treasure. Thank you so much for coming on the show. For more information about Connie Albers, you can visit HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. Scroll down to the show notes. You guys, don't forget a brand new study at MomStrong International launches today. This is a great time to join us. I teach there live every Wednesday. When I'm on the road, it's a little bit rough, but typically when I'm at home, I'm teaching there live. There's a wonderful community of women over there. You can download the scripture writing challenge. It says $2 a month. And for $6 more, you can get the full, uh, the full meal deal, the full Bible study. You guys are going to be really encouraged. I promise you have a great day, everybody stay strong, stay faithful. And I'll see you back here on Wednesday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.